Big Red Bench. Saturday and Sunday from 6 p.m. Cork's Red FM. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Delighted you could join us for the Big Red Bench on this Sunday evening. We're here with you until 7 p.m. A lot to come over the next hour here on the bench. We are going to have reaction from Aeroog after their win last night in the Bond Secure Senior A Football Championship final. We're talking to new Cork City women's boss Paul Farrell about why he took the job and his plans for the future. Reaction to come from Cove Ramblers as well. They lost 2 0 to Treaty United in the Munster Derby last night. We'll hear from their boss, Stuart Ashton. Also, going to talk to Wexford's Lee Chin on the show this evening as Championship Fever really starts to heat up. Excitement really building ahead of the start of the Championship campaign. I'm going to have plenty more as well over the next hour. You're listening to The Big Red Bench on Cork's Red FM. Happy Father's Day to all the fathers listening into the show this evening. Hope you all had a lovely day. My name's Rory here with you until 7pm this evening. It's going to catch up on everything that's been happening today. Uh, Wales and Italy in Group A of Euro 2020. The final games in uh, Group A taking place this evening. It is Italy who lead by a goal to nil in that game second half just about to kick off there Matteo Pessina with the goal there for Italy it's been an entertaining game Wales have had to stand up to a barrage of Italy attacks Italy coming wave after wave after wave it's surprised really that Italy have only been a goal up but uh, still a lot of time there for Wales to get something from that game. Switzerland are 2-0 up on uh, Turkey. Jordan Shakiri and Harris Erovic with the goals there for the Swiss. So the state of play in Group A as things stand. Italy obviously top of the table with nine points from nine. This is obviously as things stand from the second half. Wales with four points. Switzerland with four points. Wales have a superior goal difference though of plus one at the moment. Switzerland at minus one. We'll keep you updated on how things progress there. Uh, meanwhile, Scotland's uh, Stuart Armstrong says the squad are full of belief heading into their final Euro 2020 group match. They face Croatia at Hamden on Tuesday. Both teams on one point. Scotland must win to finish at least third. The Southampton midfielder says they're capable of getting a result. I think we're quietly sticking to our game plan um, building on our past two performances we're, we're steadily getting better um, it's a simple game on, on Tuesday it's a must win for both teams um, so it should prove exciting should be open at times um, and it's all to play for Denmark's players meanwhile have been given a boost ahead of their final Euro 2020 group game thanks to a visit from Christian Eriksen the Inter Milan midfielder who suffered a cardiac arrest on the pitch last weekend joined his teammates after being discharged from the hospital Andreas Skovalsen says it was emotional to be reunited It was fantastic to see him in real life with my own eyes not over a screen um, to see him uh, walk around uh, normal and, and smiling and also with his family and his two kids it was it was really good and it uh, it gave a good feeling in the stomach uh, to see him uh, see him smile yeah, certainly fantastic uh, to hear that after those horrible, horrible scenes last week. Roy McIlroy has two shots off the pace heading into tonight's final round of the US Open. The 2011 champion is three under par. Mackenzie Hughes, Louis Westhays and Russell Henley are in a three-way tie at the top at five under par. McIlroy carried in a four under par 67 last night, moved himself into contention at Torrey Pines. The four-time major winner says he is relishing the opportunity to add another US Open title. It would mean an awful lot. I'm just so happy that I've given myself another chance. It's felt like a while since I've had a chance to win a major championship going into a Sunday and um, it was great to play a good round of golf today to, to give myself that chance. 
Chen is also in the field. He's six over par through three holes for his final round. He's in a tie for 50th as things stand. Second half just kicked off between Italy and Wales. We'll keep you posted on that one. Italy leading by a goal to nil. Leon Maguire is in sole possession of second place ahead of the final round of the Mayor LG LPGA Classic tonight. She's in 17 under par of the caffeinated trailing leader Nelly Corda by three shots in Michigan. In Gennett Games, the result from today's Bond Secures Cork Junior C Football Championship final lock Rovers defeating Fremont 213 to 1 6. Two games in the Red FM Hurling Leagues today in 3B, a finished Corsi Rovers 317, Kilworth 119, and in 6B, a draw match between Dripsy and Argadine Rangers, Dripsy 317, Argadine Rangers 123. All Ireland winner with Cork, Kieran Sheehan, meanwhile, has announced his inter county retirement due to persistent injury problems. He was the last player from the 2020, 2010 win still involved with the Rebels. In Camogie, Dealit Woods Ireland Camogie League Division 1 final taking place this evening. The All Ireland Champions Kilkenny taking on Galway, who they beat in the All Ireland final in December. That's in Croke Park. Throw in is at half past seven. Motorsport Max Verstappen has won the French Grand Prix. The Red Bull driver took the lead from Lewis Hamilton on the final lap. That win means that Verstappen extends his lead in the championship to 12 points. In rugby, Ireland have beaten Hong Kong 28 points to 5. They'll top, uh, finishing top of the World Rugby Sevens Repechage semi final in Monaco. They'll face France in the decider this evening. That game just about to get underway. We'll keep you posted on that one. The outright winner of the tournament will book the final spot in this year's Tokyo Olympics. So fingers crossed Ireland can get the result there. And a member of the Ugandan Olympic squad has tested positive for coronavirus on arrival in Japan. Their team arrived for the delayed Tokyo Games last night and had all been fully vaccinated and tested negative before boarding. This is the first infection in an overseas team. and The unnamed person is now staying at a government facility. All right, uh, just a couple of minutes gone there. Italy won Wales nil is how things stand at the moment. Going to talk football first. And Paul Farrell was named Cork City women's uh, boss for the rest of the season following the departure of Ronan Collins a couple of weeks back. I spoke to Paul uh, a short time ago about taking the job, about the poor season they've had so far and his plans to put his own stamp on the team. OK, we're joined in the line now by uh, Cork City's new boss, Paul Farrell. Paul, thanks so much for joining us on the Big Red Bench first off. Uh, thanks for having us, Rory. Uh, appreciate it. Always uh, delighted to have you. Great to, to have Red FM as the, the media sponsors. Um, tell us, well, first off, congratulations uh, on taking the job and, and getting the job full time. This is a massive step in your career. Yeah, definitely. Um, I, I spoke to a number of people, both inside and outside the club, over the last couple of days, and it really does show how big the club is, both on obviously on the men's side, but on the women's side as well. Um, so it, we do believe it is the biggest club in the National League, you know, so both on and off the pitch. So it's a huge job, but uh, it's it's great to, to have the privilege of, of getting it. I mean, like when it was offered to you, I mean, like, I suppose it's a, it's almost impossible, I suppose, to say no, I'd imagine, is it? Ah, yeah, no, you, you definitely don't want to turn it down. It's something um, I always wanted when I came in anyway. Um, and I know I spoke to, to Ron Arm previously about it and we were kind of planning on it as well, uh, down the line. Yeah. And uh, it just came at a, a different time in a different way. But, uh, yeah, no, you'd never turn it down. And as you mentioned, uh, Ron Arm there, your predecessor, the amount of work he has done for the club has been just Trojan. The phenomenal amount of work that Ron Arm's put in. Yeah, uh, Ronan's been brilliant for the club. He basically built the women's side uh, single-handedly, you could probably say, and that's no disrespect to anyone else in the club. But, um, yeah, he done super work, um, put on and off the pitch. But the stuff that off the pitch that people can't see, um, and it just 
created them structures that we have now mm-hmm. and um, it's just brilliant for, for girls uh, and women to have them structures in Cork So big shoes to fill but I mean like I'd imagine the squad are delighted there's kind of a, been a consistency there for them with your appointment you know Ah, yeah, look, it's it's uh, it's great to have it, and the girls are brilliant. Um, and we're just gonna we've met last week, and we had a chat about it as a team um, and as staff. So we're just going to um, put the work in now and, and try and change the results. But ah, the quality is there, um, and it's just maybe putting a different spin on it now as well, um, and a different style of play maybe for a while, and see how uh, how that goes. We talked to me about your career to date, Paul, and how you got started and where you've been to get to this point. Yeah, well, I suppose um, I started in Lakewood, uh, just out the road from Bishopstown, actually. Um, and I was kind of playing and coaching and wrestling all at once <laughs> when I was about 16, 17. Um, so uh, I, took, I took an under 11 team, I remember, years ago. Um, and we won a Division 7 league. Um, and it, it was just it was really nice to see the lads you know um, progressing and, and doing well and it didn't matter what league they were in they just wanted to play football and then the club let me uh, take um, a team of my own and <coughs> excuse me um, and I was only 17 and the lads were, were 14 so there wasn't much of an age gap there <laughs> but um, it was a great privilege and it was it was good it, it, it threw me in the deep end a little bit um, from my age but uh, I, I had great three years there moved on to UCC then um, when I was studying there I also coached there uh, and we've had a bit of success we've won a junior varsities as well Um and it was it's brilliant to be involved with UCC. Uh, it's, it's a great um, club. Um, but they were really good in there as well. You learn from a lot of people like John Caulfield was senior manager when I was in there, when I started there. Uh, Noel Healy's there now, Connor Yule, you know, Mick Conroy. There's, there was loads of names in around there that you, you mightn't be coaching with them, but you can watch them, you can observe them. Greg Yelverton's there, you know. So it was great to have that Um to, on your doorstep as well, you know, um, and then I did a bit uh, here and there with school girls league, school boys league. I did a Cork team with the school boys league, and uh, then I suppose just before I went into Cork City, I was taking uh, Bangnasic Monster Senior League team, and I had them for a year. And uh, of course, the year I left, then they won the league. So <laughs> we we're trying to take a bit of credit for that, but uh, it was uh, it was really good. They were a really nice club as well. Um, and that was a different kind of style up there as well. Most senior league is different as again, but um, no. And then uh, Ron on approached me to come in as assistant manager, and the rest is history, I suppose. Yeah, it certainly is. Um, talk to me about the season so far, Paul. It must be like massively frustrating for you as coaches and for the players, um, given the I suppose the run of form you've been on this season. Yeah, I suppose the season so far it's uh, it's tough one to. Um, put into words because there has been a lot of positives there there really has and the table doesn't show that we've we've three points from from eight or nine games um and that's just not it's not good enough for for where we want to be as a club um and the girls feel that as well they know it's not good enough but um it's there there has been a lot of positives like we have we have there's um a number of injuries long-term injuries that we've had and you know, I suppose the younger girls are getting experience um, that you mightn't have got the time if these injuries weren't there. So 
it's good in the long run that they're getting this experience, but we'll, we'll maybe put them a little bit more pressure on, on the squad now to, to get the results. But um, no, it, there is loads of positives there. Uh, we've been in most games. I don't think we've really uh, looked out of one. We probably looked out of one or two games, all right, that we just didn't show up on the day. But like we went to team out there, we were one all for 75 minutes, you know. Um, we go down to the next week then and we play Westwood and we didn't better turn up like so it's just consistency really uh, is more to focus on than, um, than anything I suppose Paul you're in the middle of a, a three week break now Shelburne to come on Saturday away but I suppose the breaks probably come at the right time just to kind of give the girls time to rejuvenate and get time away from football a bit and come back refreshed yeah, definitely, definitely. Um, it did come at a good time. Um, we gave them, we gave them about a week off, um, and a lot of the girls still did a bit of gym work and football by themselves. Uh, we obviously had four uh, up the Irish nineteens uh, uh, internationals, and then we obviously had Ava Matty who was really good for us, um, making two appearances and two caps for for Ireland against Ireland recently so they're, they're, most of the girls still take over and they do things um, but uh, yeah definitely the break was, was needed um, and we came back in last in the last week and the girls look fresh they look sharp um, and they're hungry to get started again and you're obviously eager to put your, your own stamp on things almost uh, as quickly as possible I guess Paul yeah definitely definitely so we had a team meeting last week um to change a few things we're going to have another team meeting this week uh, to, to finalise them uh, changes and yeah just get on stamp your own spin and uh, it's a fresh start for a lot of girls as well that maybe weren't in the team that can now impress again um, and I know it's on a familiar face but uh, we all think differently in football but you know um, football is, is committed, so it's it's not neither right or wrong if you're leaving one in and putting one out so definitely um, some of the girls are stepping up and, and you know they're, they're fighting for that place so it's really good it's a really good sign that um, they're all putting pressure on each other for, for places Yeah and heading to Shelburne on Saturday as I mentioned never an easy task they're flying high uh, second place in the table at the moment they obviously have a, your former player Saoirse Noon in there in attack as well so it's all the ingredients for a very interesting game this weekend yeah, definitely. Look, we had we had three weeks to, to prepare for them. We've done our homework on them. We're, we're setting the game plan now this week and the end of last week. So uh, we're, we're definitely going to give um, Shells a run for their money as best we can. Um, obviously, it's a tough fixture. It's really hard to go for any team to go to Talca and, and uh, try and get a win against Shells. But that's the plan. That's what we want to do. They're the teams we want to play. Um, and there's no point in hiding away for these teams. And we really just have to go at them and uh, try and get a result. And Paul, what's the target now, I suppose, from now until the end of the season? Uh, I suppose um, there's a, there be a number of targets for us that we, we still want that player development. We and, and we still want the girls to be trying to hit internationals. We still want them to be developing as players because we are a young squad. Um, so I think it's, it's looking into the future again that next season and the season after that you have these girls getting more and more experience. So definitely for the, the players to get them experience, game time, um, teaching the game um, my whole team point of view is just trying to get uh, more wins on the board get up the table and 
and um, make it a little bit more respectable, of course, from uh, from the club point of view, because constantly women shouldn't be at bottom of the table, like you know. So it's simple as that. That's we, we just need to get off the bottom, and we'll we'll take every game as they come. And Paul, I suppose you're you've been given the the job until the end of the season, but I'd imagine this is a massive kind of um, opportunity for you now to put yourself in the, the running for the job permanently, full time. Ah, yeah, look, I'll, I'll just leave the job to the, the best of my ability. I'm sure the club and myself will sit down later in the season, near the end of the season, have a chat about that. But I, I'm on focus on what I can see now and, and until the end of the season and, and develop the girls and, and get ourselves our, up the table. And um, what will happen, happen after that? Excellent, Paul. We wish you the very, very best of luck with it. Um, best of luck for the rest of the season. Thanks for talking to us today on the Big Red Bench. Brilliant, Roy. Thanks, Yeah, delighted to talk to Paul earlier on for the Big Red Bench on Cork. So, I've very, very busted luck to him in the job. It's been a tough season for City, bottom of the table, just three draws from nine games. Um, but as Paul said, they've been competitive in every game and uh, they're not too far away. So, hopefully, things will click. But as I mentioned, big shoes for him to step into um, following the departure of Ronan Collins. But I think it's cross Paul can get them out firing uh, and get them firing uh, very, very soon indeed. Uh, at the European Championships, it is still Wales uh, nil, Italy won, but Wales' job has gotten a little bit harder. Ethan Ampadu has uh, been shown uh, a red card for a foul on uh, Bellotti. It looked a little bit harsh, looked like he was just a little bit late. Caught him on the foot. Referee showed a straight red card. I can't imagine too many Wales uh, fans are going to be happy with the referee's decision there. But they are down to 10, half an hour to go. Italy 1, Wales 0. They are still in second, though. Uh, Switzerland uh, are uh, leading Turkey by two goals to nil but an inferior goal difference uh, against Wales so keep it posted on how things go in those games alright uh, going to talk Gaelic games now Aerog becoming the first winners of the Bonds for Senior A Football Championship last night they defeated Mallow 2-13 to 1-7 in Porky Cueve to lift the Kevin McTurnan Cup Joe Cooper and Dylan Foley with the goals there for Aerog Andrew Horgan covering the game for us got the views of boss Harry O'Reilly that is just absolutely brilliant lads we're just so over the moon we knew we had that performance in us we've kind of been playing like that, that in the two league matches since we came back and just to open it up and to do it on county final day it just it's satisfying for the whole management team I think um, we're just de- delighted with it we missed a lot of chances in the first half a little bit afraid it might come back to bite us but we kind of the fitness levels are huge and we drove on again in the second half you could never have imagined could be so you'd be so superior could you? no because they beat us well they beat us 14-7 above in, in Clyde there last year in the same thing we thought it'd be a more physical game um, but I suppose the big open pitch suited us we have plenty of legs plenty of lads with pace two lads in the middle of the field were outstanding um, just uh, just an all round team performance it wouldn't be fair to pick out any any players at all was, that just, the, was just speed the key to it that's, the it, that's, you kept running at them. that's it that's it we kept the, kept the play wide and kept running at them and I think that's the way football is nowadays and pace is a serious serious advantage for any player to have and we have a lot of lads with, with good speed at half time uh, having kind of looked uh, Dominated the first half. You're only four points up. Uh, were you a bit worried? Three, even? three, three at half time. Yeah. yeah. No, to be honest, we weren't. We were very positive at half time. Uh, we're three points up, and we're three more than we were up at the start of the game. So we just said to the lads, if we win the second half by three, we'll be going home with the cup. So yeah. we just kept it positive. Yeah. Um, it was a big blow losing Cullum when Kiran was already out, and John Mullins, our 
full back for a number of years wasn't able to start the game either he got injured in the Nemo game and ankle injury last Saturday night so Jesus you'd be a little bit worried about missing all them big names like you know and big players for us but uh, just the fitness levels and the, the, the composure on the ball I thought was a big thing like we didn't yeah. waste the ball no. if we're in trouble we recycled it moved it around and, and yeah. kept the heads like yeah. you know so yeah look delighted with the third quarter was very important wasn't it the way, it was. the way they had finished the first half he needed a response we had to drive on get a couple of scores there like yeah. and, and we did that was a big quarter for us to kind of put the game to bed in that quarter really like you know and then look, we missed a lot in the first half we could have missed 3-6 three, 3-7 three, yeah. we got a bit of luck then with the goal in the second half yeah. hit the bar and come back to how, how, how much of a disappointment was it after winning the Premier in the top tier of the season. We kind of didn't think about it really. We kind of thought this was a good level and another good stepping stone to the top level. Like and and we we came through, we have to coming through it well now. So look, that prepares us well for the next level again. Like and you know, you're so going up in another county tight. No, that's it. The, the conference is good. Like you know, uh, conference uh, is sky high. Yeah. Um, but look, you're going up with three seasoned senior teams in our group, like with Newcastle, Carberry Rangers, and Castlehaven. So nothing easy there. And uh, but look, at, we're, we're looking forward to that as well. Yeah. Like, it's a great challenge. First time ever up there for Aero and football yeah. and delighted. Yeah. Harry, how much of a credit is it to the panel that you, you lose Kieran and as you said then you lose John in the league match and then after 29 minutes you lose Cullum as well today and you still come out on top by, by, by nine points and possibly should have Yeah, more. we've had a number of good underage teams in the last couple of years and we won a Premier A minor a couple of years ago and very good under 21 teams and a lot of them lads are after coming through and making the senior team and that's a very young team it's probably uh, probably a, an average age of 23, 24 um, so a lot of them players have come through um, the lads that came off the bench like Kevin Hallisey had also a hamstring injury he wasn't able to start either I forgot to mention him so he was a great lad good steady yeah. head to come on as well and then we brought on a couple of younger lads and they had the legs as well and then um, sorry, uh, Liam Sheehan um, uh-huh. another senior player came on at the very end to steady yeah. the ship for us we have a, a big panel of players so a lot of footballers in our road like so the Pauly Kassan influence? absolutely massive huge huge Pauly I've said it in all the interviews he's the best at what he does he's just there's nobody that matches Pauly at what he does he trains the lads like a senior inter-county team he sets very, very high standards. They love it. They're great lads to train, but they love the professionalism of what party gives to it, and they respond to it magnificently. And I think that showed in in their fitness levels and in the coaching and the football, the way they played the game as well. Like so, just. Yeah. You'll have him for the Premier Senior campaign. He's not going anywhere. Oh is no, no, Paddy's with us. No, 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 Paddy's with us. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Here <laughs> he's done a little bit of part-time hurling, but apart from that, he's with us. No, we're his main club, I think. Yeah. Perfect. 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 It's huge. Um, it's the third championship winning team I've been involved in personally. Damien Lord, one of my selectors, have been involved with the three as well. And Leo and and, uh, and uh, um, Alan have been involved in two of them. It's just huge. Um, like the club only won junior in 2008, then intermediate 2014, and then to get get these two. Look, it's a huge achievement for all of us, for the whole club, and we're just absolutely delighted. That's Harry O'Reilly there speaking to uh, our manager Horgan there and the Assembly Media after uh, Airogs win over Mallow last night 213 to 1-7 in uh, Parky Cueve uh, to be crowned Bonsecour Senior Football Champions and to lift the Kevin McTurn and Cup congratulations indeed to them um, Turkey have gotten a goal back against Switzerland so it's now 2-1 uh, Switzerland leading there 66 minutes on the clock that's good news for Wales I know Switzerland needs to get three goals back um in the next 24 minutes there are thereabouts at least they're leading by a goal to nil in that game Wales down to 10 with Eden Ambadou sent off we'll keep it posted on those games going to hear now from the man who lifted the Kevin McTurnan Cup last night that is Aerog skipper Daniel Goulding 
Same. Amazing feeling. Uh, huge amount of work put in over the last three, four years yeah. from all that group and uh, management team, part of Kassan, um, a lot of dark nights in, uh, during COVID training on your own. Um, look, delighted to play it off. Missed chances, but... You could afford, huh? Yeah, I could afford to have very fit and also third game of the year. It's just, it's totally different when you're playing at that pace. The pace of the game was frightening and, you know, fellas were just small but rusty and, you know, a small bit of composure and we probably could have scored a bit more in the first half, especially. Yeah. Well, you were, you were kind of um, dominant for 90% of it, really, right? Yeah, look... Um, you, you, didn't, you didn't expect it to be... No, no, look, um, I said it there when we got the cup that Mallo gave us a serious lesson on how to play yeah. up in, at this grade when we played in Clyde. Um, she's nearly 12 months ago and um, that really, like, there was, it was either uh, knuckle down here or forget about it and look, luckily got over Kish game, um, upped it there and we just continuously got better and I suppose going into this cold all you could do is be really, really fit and in fairness to man, everyone on the team is super fit and, you know, it was a, a, a hard working effort. Was it probably your best performance of the campaign? Yeah, yeah, we played very well, um, worked hard, a lot of turnovers. Um, don't think, disappointed is the wrong word, but looking back in it, you could improve the turnovers and the, the conversion rate. But look, as I said, Rust, third game of the year, you know, we're after playing three games in two weeks, so... Look, uh, it's just amazing. How long are you uh, involved with yeah, the ELO's top team? I'd say when I started, I played my first game, 16, I'd say, junior championship when I was 16. Myself and Dormit there played on the four the four county winning teams. We were in the fourth the junior in 2008, so... Yeah, uh, you know, kind of involved in championship since 2008 or something? Well, earlier, 2009, I was minor, I'd say. I was minor in 2003, so probably then, I'd say. Oh, yeah. Yeah, so it's a, it's a long road. Um, <laughs> there a few more good years left in there? Uh, you know what? I always, I always take the view if you're enjoying it, you want to play away. So oh, yeah. I'm enjoying it at the moment. There's, there's a great group there. Um, love playing with them, and uh, it's... It's, uh, and there's a new challenge ahead. No absolutely, yeah. absolutely. And uh, it's just funny when you name the teams now we're going to be playing in, in our group like the Haven, Ross and Moose's Town. Um, we'll think about a different day. We'll get over the hurling for snow for the next yeah. six weeks. But that's very exciting. To If you ask me, back, back in the day in 2004 or 5 we'll be, we'll be playing senior football against Castlehaven. Yeah. I'd have laughed. So look, it's, um, it's a dream come true, really. Was this as satisfying as anything in your, in your career? Absolutely, yeah. Yeah, yeah. do you know what? No, um, the last, the last two or three years, like the, the Michaels game, really the final in '19, really set us off. It gave us that confidence, you yeah, know, that yeah. we could compete at this level. Yeah. And uh, do you know what? After after Mallow last year, we've gone from strength to strength, really. Yeah. Worth the journey, Daniel. As you said there, started what 2003, 2004, and you know, a long way off senior at that level, and now you're here. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Look, um, personally for myself, um, I said it already. If if I'm enjoying it, I just play. And, uh, you know, when you get to play with young lads like this and the power and pace they have and the enthusiasm and no fear, they're just great oh, group oh, to play with. Huh? There's no harm to ask you. Oh, my? Yeah. Oh, my 34. How long are you? Yeah, 34, yeah. yeah. yeah like, do you know what? It's great for, outside of our group, it's great for the people in the club that have put in effort since. Yeah. They're, they're like we won, I think we won the minor in 2002, kind of minor A, I think. And that, that was the start of winning football in Airog. And, you know, from everyone that was involved into all the teams to know, it's, you know, it's from coming from nothing to barely having a football team to getting to this is incredible. And it's due to, 
all the hard work of everyone in the club. But to have, to have this success now, uh, to two, two county titles in a row after being knocking at the door for about three or four years, semi-final defeats um, must make it extra sweet and kind of a reward for perseverance as well as the years. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, there's um, very sweet looking. I, I, I probably it's, it's hard to do it justice. The, the, the work that goes into but like I, I think I said it as well Paddy Kassan is um, yeah. after making a huge difference to us uh, just uh, after three, this, three, three, three two or three semi-final did you, did you think that you would never get there? No, no and it's like those semi-final defeats were very close as well yeah. like you know we went uh, I, I'm sure I missed the penalty against Michaels to draw one of them um, Carrigaline we lost after a replay and should have could have won it so we were always knocking in the door and look the fellas in the club love playing hurling and football they love playing for a rogue and it's, there's great resilience there and you just you just go again and as I said if you're if you're enjoying it that's half the battle you there, thanks Daniel thanks that was required you, you lose Kieran you lose John last week in the league match and after 20 Seven minutes to you, you, you call up like that would rock many of a team and it didn't seem to affect you whatsoever. Yeah, look, it's it's uh, we're lucky that like we actually had probably more injuries last year. Um, we're lucky that we probably have a very strong panel. Um, that the lads uh, say Colmo Callan's age won a Premier Minor a couple of years ago, and that nucleus of the team is there. And look, it's um. We're getting a few young fellas every year and there's a, there's a great panel there and it's just the case the next man up and do your job. Um, Paddy had that laid out for us, like no matter what line you are on the pitch, you have a job to do and you do it to the best of your ability and once fellas buy into that, it doesn't matter who's there once you're fit. Could you see all this talent coming through and, and what it could potentially mean for the club there when you speak of the younger lads that you know when these lads progress and, and get settled in at adult level, we, we could make this this step and break this gap up to the top table um, do you know what it's, it's funny it's uh, it's all about momentum really um, do you know like uh, say oh, the majority of these lads got beaten by Michael Zone and Carrigaline by a cricket score um, maybe four years ago maybe and do you know everyone to men just stuck at it and that's like that's all you can ask for and do you know you come back the new year and you learn from the mistakes and uh, fellas just buy into the team and working hard and look that's what our group does and you know um, that's all you can do really there's no special formula all the lads love training they love buying into what party tells us to do and look if you have that you have a chance anyway and just finally for me Danny excited now for the summer ahead Oh yeah. Um, this doesn't feel like the end. It almost feels like the beginning. Given the time of the year, it's very. Do you know what? It's very strange. Just like we should be packing up now for the yeah. winter. But uh, I'll enjoy it a couple of nights now first, and um, out in the out in the field or something somewhere. And uh, <laughs> I suppose then we'll knuckle down with the hurling as well in another final to get ready for. And the majority of the team here are involved in that, so. Um, that's the next focus and we'll worry about 2021 another six weeks Dan, thanks very much yeah. congrats Mike again just a couple of final ones no, for me just um, some, summing up obviously what it means obviously you mentioned what you went through during the whole time with Aero where, where does that moment right. rank that you went up and got the cup for Aero ah, it's just look it's, it's amazing it's um, you know Pat, Pat Malone our chairman always said to me that uh, he's there now actually Pat, do you want a few words he always said that you know if you, if, if you have a good nucleus of players and a good group that you try and make hey well you have them and you know th- thankfully it's been a great couple of years and you know for every single person in the club um, for every single person in the club that supports us trains kids down the field like it's it's a community effort and there's, there's a great group there and if you walk down on a Saturday the place is trombed with people helping 
being out for the benefit of Aero and look it's, it's great to reward them and, and as I said as well it's just great, great for the players and management it's, it's just hard working hard working commitment and you know um, a bit of luck along the way and thankfully uh, we're on the wrong right side of it Absolutely and you said you didn't have a speech prepared was, um, were you afraid of maybe jinxing it or what, what was the reason behind that? Uh, <laughs> nothing really I didn't do it either the last time it's just go with the flow and uh, worry, worry about the game first and, <laughs> and uh, have the speech then after. Absolutely. Enjoy the celebration. Thanks, Thanks very, very much, much for that. The big red bench on court, Shred FMS Daniel Gooling there of Air Oak speaking after he lifted the cup last night after beating Mallow. Congratulations indeed to everyone involved with Air Oak. Uh, great news, the Ireland Sevens team are off to the Olympics. They have beaten France 28 points to 19. So the next stop, Tokyo for that Irish team. Congratulations indeed to them beating France in Monaco today. No mean feat. So fantastic stuff. Congratulations to all the Sevens team. Uh, elsewhere, Switzerland have gotten a goal, another goal against Turkey. So they now lead by three goals to one. 15 minutes left on the clock. Italy still leading Wales by a goal to nil. So Switzerland need to get two more goals in the next 15 minutes if they're to finish second in that uh, Euro 2020 Group A. So we'll keep you posted on how that one goes. Still to come on the show, we are going to get reaction from Cove Ramblers after their defeat to Treaty United last night. And we're going to hear from Wexford's Lee Chin. The Big Red Bench. Saturday and Sunday from 6pm Cork's Red FM Rory here with you on the bench on 7pm this evening delighted you could join us if you missed any of the show or any of yesterday's show listen to the Big Red Bench podcast on redfm.ie no change in the Italy-Wales game Italy still leading Wales by a goal to nil Switzerland uh, are still 3-1 up on Turkey about 10 minutes left to go in both of those games speaking of football Cove Ramblers last night losing 2-0 to Treaty United in the Munster Derby at St. Coleman's Park goals from former Cove Ramblers player Charlie Fleming Fleming on 47 minutes the substitute Matt McEvitt just before full time as well this is the reaction of Ramblers boss George Ashton yeah uh Disappointed, obviously. Um, we we expected a battle, which we got from them. Um, you know, they set the stall out from the start, which we saw, and we we probably expected that. Uh, and again, the first one we've got caught from a free kick. Uh, you know, we've got to defend that better. It's an OG. But still, we couldn't defend it better, I think. Uh, and then, obviously, that's given them the bit of impetus. They've got the, the tails up. But again, the second one, uh, I think it's a throw into the box. And he's turned easily enough, gone past someone else down the edge of byline and pulled it back to a fella who's who's got time and space to have a free shot as well. That's dying good enough. And that's what's cost us tonight now. Yeah, and it's what we're looking back to the, so the, the first half. Probably, you were the better side, although Sean Barron made a good save from the penalty. But uh, do you know, it was probably how big a turning point do you think? It was maybe the goal, it was unfortunate. Like, James, how big a turning point do you think it was in the end? Yeah, obviously, goals change games, and that one has changed the game. You know, it's probably up until that. You know, the penalty was a poor one to give away and Sean has kept us in the game, as you said, with a brilliant save. And the game is probably... Um, and even Stevens at that stage, it's, it's been a battle without either team really doing anything. Probably a poor poor game to watch from that respect. Uh, for majority of the first half, maybe we were slightly better. Uh, but, you know, I wouldn't be putting... 
I won't be putting too much on that light, you know. So from that one, it's been an even Stevens. And then, as you said, the goal second half has has obviously turned the game. They've they've got they've got a bit of tails up. They've got a freedom to play, and then they've they've done what they've they've organised and done what they've done all season, where they've they've defended well, and we couldn't break that down. We've we've had possession and kept the ball. But we've gone nowhere in the in the final thirds. They've defended well, and we we haven't broke that down. Yeah, and um, just I suppose I don't know. I suppose um, it was, it, it's a good sight to see kind of spectators back in Cornwall's Park tonight again. Yeah, brilliant. Obviously, we're delighted to have uh, supporters back, uh, you know, and hopefully we can get a few more in the next time if the restrictions go a bit easier as well. So we're looking forward to that, obviously. It makes the atmosphere of it. Unfortunately, tonight we didn't give them the right result. Yeah. And then, um, I think next Saturday, another home game against Wexford. So what do you, you expect from Wexford? Yeah, again, you know, they've, they've changed their manager recently, like, you know, so we've got to be... We've got to treat them the same as any other game where it's going to be another hard-fought game. And, you know, we have to, again, stamp our own bit of authority on it. You know, if you don't do that in these games, you know, as, as we found out tonight, that, you know, one little slack and one little mistake, and it's costly. And tonight it's cost us twice, like, you know. Big Red Bench on Cork's Red FM, that is Stuart Ashton there uh, speaking after last night's 2-0 defeat to uh, Treaty United in the Munster Derby. Great to see fans back at St. Coleman's Park last night. Just uh, disappointing that they couldn't get the results uh, in, in that game last night but uh, they now, as uh, John was mentioning there, go to our host Wexford Utes uh, next weekend. Cork City meanwhile going to Shelburne this coming Friday night. Good result for City against Athlone Town, back to winning ways and uh, looking good as well with uh, goals from Alec Byrne and Jack Baxter in that win over Athlone Town on Friday night if uh, you missed our interview with uh, Cork City Captain Garrett Morrissey it's available on our podcast on redfm.ie uh, it's still Italy leading Wales by a goal to nil just uh, 8 minutes left to go in 2 minutes on the clock there and uh, Switzerland continue to lead Turkey by 3 goals to 1 so Wales still second by virtue of that better goal difference but we'll keep it posted on that game now, on yesterday's show, Valerie had a big championship preview. Uh, loads covered Jesse spoke to Patrick Horgan, uh, of course, and talked to uh, Garrett Hegarty and uh, Joe Canning as well. So they're all available on the Big Red Bench podcast if you missed any of those. Valerie also spoke to uh, Wexford's Lee Chin, and this is Valerie's chat with the Wexford man. Thanks, Valerie. Lee, how has life been for you over the last year? It's been a mad one. Yeah, it's been a mad one. It's, look, I think everyone can um, can relate to that. And um, yeah, look, just particularly um, for myself, it's been it's been ups and downs, but it's been it's been nice to have a bit of a break um, as well. If you could use the the time off in the right way, I suppose, just to mentally reset as well. Um, so it's been it's been up and down, but it's 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 been okay at the same time. You know, I just tried to look at the bright side. You have been one of the hurlers, so that have enjoyed the break. Uh, you had a long spell of time off there last year, and plenty of hurlers seems to enjoy the time off. Yeah, look, I think it, it is vital to have that bit of balance in your life. Also, um, you know, previous let's say years, you're you're back in training from the likes of uh, December, and you're you're just you're all the way through till till you finish up in the championship, and that may be, you know, June, July, August, and then you're back with your clubs. Um, you know, so. It's a long season to be just totally focused and zoned in, but um, 
yeah, I suppose last year in particular with the time off before the the, the hurling got going, and then afterwards, I suppose because we were we were we were put out of the championship fairly early, um, there was a bit of time on the tail end as well to to just kind of have a bit of a break. So the balance is needed too. Good. How have you found training in COVID? You're probably used to it now at this stage. Yeah, look, I quite enjoyed um, also just being in my own routine and 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 your own being on your own schedule, I suppose, and getting the work done when suited yourself and. You know, it was obviously not. It's not ideal, and it's you're limited to what kind of work you can get done when you're when you're on your own. But um, um, it it still can be quite therapeutic as well when you get out and just get get some get some stuff done and get your work done. Um, that uh, you, you kind of get used to being on your own for a while, but you still always crave being back in that collective environment. And um, yeah, look, it, it was a long couple of months, but um, look, we're back now, and and uh, we're just we're just excited to keep going. You know. You just finished the league campaign. How do you feel at Winfrey? Yeah, we're happy enough. Um, I, you know, we, we we got a lot out of the league in terms of training new guys um, and just overall getting game time again. Like it's been a long, it was, it was a long time since we got you know competitive games and um, you know I think last year against Clare I came on for a cameo of fifteen minutes um, at the end. Um, and it was just that was my like I suppose the start of the league against Leash was my first competition since then. It was like six or seven months ago, so long time. Like it's, I, I don't usually go that long without playing games, so it was just interesting. You're, you'd be half worried as well. How am I going to get on? And and you know, hopefully I'll get out injury free as well at the end. I, I know these things are not very prominent in your head when you're coming into them, but these are kind of the elements that you face as well. Kind of coming back into competitions so soon after being you know, just back collective training and I think it was like two or three weeks later we were into competition. So there was a bit of a worrying factor in it, but it was very exciting to just get back. I was just going to say, how do you feel personally when for you now that you were worried about it? Um, I suppose now that I'm at, I suppose we're finished the National League, I'm, I'm, I'm glad that I got over the injury free, that I didn't really pick up any serious knocks um, and, you know, that I'm, 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 I'm okay physically to, to win the championship. So, um, yeah, look, but just I'm delighted that um, I came out with that side of it, and I think you just, you know, it's different. We didn't exactly have a long preseason this year to um, to condition your body, I suppose, for the for the standard of hurling that that you will be exposed to um, in the in the coming months. So um, the league was just a perfect opportunity to get up to speed um, again, try new guys, and and just be. Uh, yeah, just just really kind of getting into the to the nitty gritty stuff now, and, and you can as you can tell coming in like in the national league with some great games, and um, you can tell a lot of teams are up to somewhat championship speed. So it's a quick turnaround now, and um, we only have a little, a, a little over a week left to to get ready. Yeah, during the league there probably was a bit of messy few weeks for Wexford GA, a lot of negativity around the COVID cases and all that drama with Clare GA. And were you as a player able to switch all of that off and ignore all that drama that was going on outside? Honestly, I was. Um, I didn't see much of it at all. I, 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 I bump into some people in the local community, and they'd, they'd say that the comments about it. You know, there's an awful lot of stuff going around about this and that. I, I actually hadn't a clue what you were talking about. I don't know how I managed to stay away from it, I suppose, but I did. Um, maybe it was a conscious thing as well. But um, yeah, I just don't read too much into things of that anymore. Um, just try to stay away from controversy and, and, and negativity. So um, yeah, I, I kind of did manage to dodge it a lot.
Well, I think it's important that you do because sometimes if it gets into the camp at all and gets into your head, you're you're kind of screwed, to be honest, Lee, isn't that it? Yeah, um, but speaking of staying away from all the negativity and I've seen you do something really positive and really important recently and it was that uh, launch of the jersey for positive mental health to tackle your feelings. First of all, the jersey looks amazing and jerseys wouldn't really bother me, but I did think this one was pretty slick looking. But what a really nice, important thing to do. Yeah, of course. I think it's it's a fantastic initiative there from Wexford, um, and it was it's just great to have that represented on the back of the jersey as well, you know, for mental health reasons. And yeah, look, I think we can't do enough when it comes to that situation for people. So um, just delighted to have it there represented on the back of the jersey. And I, again, I think it's just great. It's a great move by Wexford. Yeah. Yeah, because some people can struggle. And I think with people like yourselves, you know, you're such role models that if someone even look up to you and realise that, you know, that they can speak out and they can talk to someone, you know, that's important as well. Of course it's important. And look, as you just mentioned there, Valerie, that people might look up to the role models and different things. And these role models also go through their daily lives and have issues and problems. And, you know, me for one, I'm very good at opening up and speaking about problems. I can't let it fester too long. I just, and honestly, the moment I do, opening out about something that is bothering me it's just it's just a relief for me and um you can't i can't encourage people enough to try and you know try and to try and speak out about things that might be bothering me a little bit um because at the end of the day they're just problems and you know they can go away and uh, i think and um, the, the more you open up and talk about them the quicker they will move on you know yeah, what a lovely message. You did mention there isn't much of a turnaround now. You're out in the 26th against Leash. Um, do you mind the no-break? I suppose you're only itching to get back into action, not that you have much. Yeah, Lucas, uh, again, in, in a normal year, I think you, you train for a couple of months, you get into a National League, and once the National League is finished, you go back to your club for a month and you have maybe two or three weeks then to prepare. And, and then you go into Championship and there's a real Championship feeling about it. And I suppose this year is very different. It was uh, back to training two or three weeks for International League of five weeks in a row or whatever it might be and then you had two weeks off and straight into the Championship. And I think as a player, it's really exciting to just be able to stay focused in the one, in, in just in that one environment for, for now. Um, and I think the quick turnaround is something that people will be really looking forward to also. So, um, yeah, we're just we're just looking forward to the 26th against Leash and, um, yeah, I think it's going to be, it's going to be, it's going to be a great game. Brilliant. You will be without the main man in the sideline as he is serving a ban uh, for an altercation, I suppose. But what's it like without him on the sideline? I mean, there's been umpteen times that you wouldn't have had them there now. Yeah, well, look at it. Yeah, we have experienced it before. And, and, and like, look, at we know what Davey wants from us. Um, so be that in in, in, in in an attitude term or just in terms of the way he wants to play or how he wants to conduct ourselves, we know exactly what he wants. So. Lucas, um, obviously he'd be missed there, but um, like I said, we know what he wants, so we'll just we we'll, we'll just go out and try and perform to our best to satisfy him as well. Yeah, let's talk about Davy for a minute. I mean, he's obviously an extremely passionate man, and that's where he gets, you know, that's why he gets so excited on the sideline. And do you take any notice while you're playing? Um, for me, probably at times you might notice it. Um, sometimes you're just you're 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 probably just consumed with your own thoughts or whatever you're in during the game and. You might notice the whole lot after you shout your name, but I mean, you know, there's so much going on in the game, Valerie, that you just have to be focused and tuned in, and you can't be too too conscious of what's going on on the sideline. Davy just tries to get his end right on the sideline and organise that different places and around and just do his thing, like, and it's why he's so good as well because he sees things that other people don't. So, and he's just yes, look, you mentioned it, he's very passionate, and um, look, sometimes it, 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 uh, 
it, it can come like it, it can it can be seen in a way to fans or whatever as being you know trying to you know get under their skin but I mean he's just he's it's just the way he is and like it's infectious for us um and I'll be honest I think regardless I think both sets of fans on any given day the heart of the game just love him like they love they love the passion that he shows so um yeah Lucas uh we 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 just we do be delighted to have him obviously um on the sideline but it's unfortunately it's it's the way it is but we know what he wants so we'll we'll just um, we'll keep going forward the players and the people of Wexford, you know, I think they have a lot of respect and time for him. And what do you, why do you think that is? I think it's because he gives so much back. Um, you know, he gives he gives so much back for that a lot of people on the outside might not notice or see. Um, he really has emerged himself in the in the Wexford community and um, into the Wexford people. And just like I said, the things that people don't see, the amount of time he gives to the children, the amount of time he gives to the public. Um, look at often we'd have we'd have kids coming into training that might be in on some unfortunate positions with illness or or mental issues. And, you know, when he brings them into training to us, to meet us and different things, it, he shows them so much time, so much respect. And for ourselves as well, it's, it's about showing us that, you know, it's just a game of hurling. There's so many other bigger problems that are out there. And these people are, you know, we talk about every day we go out that we want to fight for this and that. And, we want to, you know, do everyone proud and do our families proud. And when he brings, I suppose, children in like that, us, um, you know, they're the real fighters. They're the ones that are that are really the inspiration. And uh, yeah, we get a lot out of it. So it's just the, the stuff that he does that's that's off screen, that's off off script. Is um, that's why I think people love him so much. Yeah, in fairness, no, I've great time for Davy. To be fair to him, but uh, plenty of people over the last few weeks has kind of been a, a negative light shown on hurling over the last couple of weeks about it being changed and it's kind of changed over the years. Have you noticed any change, or what? Are, what's your thoughts on this? Um, well, look, I obviously have noticed that there has been change in in the game that it has evolved, but in my opinion, it's evolved in a positive way. I think it's evolved in a manner that. You get to see the skills of individuals that are off the charts, I suppose, around the country. And I, 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 I struggle to see the point, the, the, the point of view that people like to look at it in a negative way. Because um, I just think the game that we have right now, it's never been any better. And yeah, I just, I, I look at, I, I think it's, 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 um, the game is so exciting. Now, obviously, it was always an exciting game to watch, but I just find it, I find now, obviously, maybe look at, maybe it's. Quite, it's not right coming for me because I'm involved in the game myself and I, I love playing it that way. Um, and I, I, I'm, I'm like I said, I'm struggling to see it from a fan point of view where they might get as much of a kick out of it. But I mean, I just think the game is in a, in a great position. Um, and I just think um, there's so many there's so many competing teams nowadays as well that makes the championship so exciting. Speaking of the fans, you'd be delighted to have them back. Oh, of course. Um, you know, it's not the same without them, but um, I suppose when you, because we're hit with the with this situation, you just have to, you know, adjust your mind and your your preparation and and um, you know, you're you're visualizing. You have to visualize now going into a stadium, um, and that's empty. Um, well, it's with the weekend we had two hundred extra park, which we take it. You know, it was it was brilliant to have a few fans back. So, um, but yeah, look at it. It is we miss them, miss them obviously a lot, and and um. Look at the GA means an awful lot to the communities around Ireland. Um, it's huge, and I just think I think once once uh, once the floodgates open, I think everyone will be the better for it too. You know.
What are the hopes for Wexford in the championship this year, Lee? Yeah, well, look, we just have one game on our mind now, so at, at the moment, um, and that's on the 26th against Leash. And look at I, I again, we played Leash in the National League. It was our first game out. It was their first game out. And hard to take anything from the first game, you know, in so many months. So, um, Look, it's going to be it's going to be a big a big challenge and big battle. And um, yeah, look, it's just one we're really looking forward to getting back into the championship and you know put put, put um you know put ourselves out there and and give it everything that we have. Brilliant, that's great. Thank you so much for talking us today. I do. You are here to talk about Centra because they have launched a great competition on all their social media channels about how important the community has been throughout over the last year. So you can submit why your community is important to you, and there's loads of amazing prizes that you can win. Yeah, it's um, it's 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 it, it's a great um, it's a great approach. I think you know just to share um things that are important to you in your locality, and um, yeah, I think it's something that everyone I'd encourage everyone to get involved in because um, you know, be proud of where you're from, and and um, obviously community is everything. So, um, I just think it's uh, it's, it's a great competition to be involved in. Brilliant, Lee. Thanks so much for joining us, and best of luck for the championship. All right. Thanks, Thanks very much. That following conversation there with Wexford's Lee Chin. Really, really interesting stuff there from the Wexford man. Wales have finished second in the European Championships Group A. They've lost 1 0 to Wales. That's an impressive result considering they lost Ethan Ampadu through a red card after 56 minutes. So that's three wins and three from Italy who go in as group winners. They've looked very, very good indeed. Now, Switzerland also on four points along with Wales. They had a 3 1 win over Turkey, but their goal difference is minus one. So that means that uh, Switzerland finished uh, ahead of. Of Turkey uh, in the in your twenty twenty championships group A elsewhere tomorrow uh, in group B it's Finland versus Belgium Russia versus Denmark they're both at eight and then at uh, five o'clock it's North Macedonia it's Netherlands Ukraine versus Austria um, so it's, uh, another busy day ahead at the European Championships tomorrow um, elsewhere if you've missed it. The Ireland Sevens team are on their way to the Olympic Games. Absolutely incredible stuff from them uh, as they beat France today at the uh, the World uh, Rugby Sevens Repassage in Monaco. Uh, fantastic result from them. Uh, incredible stuff uh, as they beat France to book their place uh, in Tokyo and the Olympic Games. So congratulations indeed to everyone involved with that Irish team. But that's it from us. Thank you very much indeed for tuning our way. If you missed any of tonight's show or yesterday's show our podcast is available on redfm.ie or from wherever you download your podcasts from yesterday's show included a very interesting interview with Cork's Patrick Horgan so definitely worth checking that one out redfm.ie for that one I spoke to Cork City's Garrod Morrison if you missed any of today's show we spoke uh, to Air Oak following their fantastic win from Mallow last night and we talked to new Cork City women's boss Paul Farrell so uh, certainly worth checking out if you missed any of that you can follow us on social media at Big Red Bench and uh, we're back next Saturday from 6pm up next Conor Halpin with three hours of the best Irish music with Green and Red 7 to 10 o'clock every Sunday night on Cork's Red FM enjoy the rest of your Sunday evening folks and I'll talk to you next week The Big Red Bench Saturday and Sunday from 6pm Cork's Red FM